Hello and welcome. I'm Metal. And I'm Scob, and you're listening to PodcastMan.exe, a podcast detailing our journey through the Mega Man Battle Network anime. Jack in Podcast Man! everybody the time has come this week we have a very special guest to discuss this pair of episodes with us special in quotation marks i assume yeah no, we're uh, special ahead. because we actually treasure you we do okay go ahead and introduce yourself i'm dev i've been brought in as the uh, expert proto man appraiser <laughs> yes yep <laughs> He is here, as we have hinted, because now we are finally about to really get to know Chod and Proto Man. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, and now is the time when our expert appraiser is needed most. So, I guess, would we like to begin from the start of the episode? I suppose so. We have a quick recap of the previous episodes, thanks to Rubita, and then she says that they're happening in an empty stadium because nobody is here. Uh, it's uh, a day off, basically, uh, a break in the tournament, but she is there announcing anyway, and sweetheart, please go home. But, and also, don't roast Mr. Match so cruelly, because I remember her saying, like, Oh, God damn it, I didn't write the actual line. But she basically g- gave a burn, no pun yeah. intended, to <laughs> Mr. Match. And I was like, God, don't just kick a man while he's down. It's all right. He's taking it pretty well. Yeah, you know, it's true. Uh, we don't see much of him, but what we do see, he seems pretty accepting of his fate. More into the next episode, but he's there in the stands and he doesn't look like he's given up. So you know what? Good on him. Good on him, and also good on Robita, because the special outfit she wears for her day off is very cute. Yes, and Higsby's there. Yeah, uh, that, unfortunately, Higsby is also apparently there to uh, be an announcer now, and he wishes he could be as good of one as her, but, you know, here I mean, we are. He's just talking about the battleship, staying in his lane there. yeah. Yeah, this is definitely true. He stays in his lane, stuck, sticks to what he knows. So, you know, he's at least providing, uh, you know, competent commentary from what he knows. Uh, cut to Dr. Wily on a gigantic chessboard who mm-hmm. calls on the three strongest World 3 warriors. And I'm like, wait, you have you have more World 3 warriors? Really? Apparently! Yeah, no, see, this episode, we are introduced uh, to basically a whole new plan that Wily seems to have hatched up, seemingly because he has given up on his three useless children. And now, instead, he is focusing his efforts on these two uh, solo net navvies that are apparently working for World 3. I mean, I guess it works. I guess it works. Yeah, I mean... I, I like that Wily, you know... I don't know if this was just part of his strategy to hope that they would do better, but he was just really hyping them up, giving them some self-confidence before he sent them out. Like, yes, you're my strongest. You guys can do yeah. this. He's being a good, supportive dad to them. <laughs> Friendship ended with Zap, Match, and Maddie. You two are my children now. 
don't forget Yahoot, but I guess Yahoot is still good in his books. Yeah, he's still I in guess. it. Yeah, that's true. He is still in it, and we'll see him uh, later on. But we also get reminded of someone else who still exists in this show, and that's Yuichiro. Finally speaks to his kid. Yeah. Hold on. I do have to go back to the Wily scene, though, because oh, there was something please. that I noted. Uh-huh. was just that massive, massive portrait that he had of himself. True. And like, I I, guess... and I want to know what the purpose is for that, and also the like ten tubes of anime like biofluid he has bubbling. You know, it's true. Like I've seen those ten tubes of the stuff, and like I, you know, I, I haven't even thought to question it. But like, yeah, what is that? I, yeah, I don't know. He's just trying to do internet stuff, so I'm not sure. But I, I want yeah. you to know that I did do some approximate math on that portrait. Mm-hmm. Assuming okay. Wiley himself is around five and a half feet tall or something, the mm-hmm. portrait is about seven point seven five Wiley's tall, putting it at pro- about forty feet. So, oh, oh my god! Good. Oh my god! As for the purpose, I mean, I think the purpose speaks for itself. It's the same oh. purpose as all the fucking skulls in Wiley's. I mean, of course, it's just aesthetic and ego. God, like how much? Do- Wiley must be fucking loaded. How much do he, he would he have had to pay someone to make a painting that big? You think he paid someone? Yeah, no, I'm. I, I'm telling you what this photo is. Is it's a rasturbator image that he just printed out of a photo of himself. <laughs> but like, that's a big print to make. Yeah, yeah, but it's all on individual A3 pieces of paper. <laughs> Did he just make World 3 tape those together in an afternoon? Yes. <laughs> Alright. Okay, with that, that's all I had there. No, that's very, that was a very good thing to point out, because, yeah, like, I've been seeing it, but, like, I really never stopped to think about it. <laughs> so, thank you. As for the bubbling tubes, those are, uh, those are Regent's Gogurt. Ah. Okay. Um. It's the only thing he'll eat. Because he's evil. Okay. That's a call forward to a whole season of the show we're not at yet. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. Even, I. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Regal. You know he's evil. Oh. 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 Okay. Okay. Right. That he's bitch. Still living with his dad. <laughs> we're getting ahead of ourselves here, though. For now, yes, we are because the name of this episode, and I'm so glad that Dav is here yes. because Dav yes. will understand me when I say it is street fight. They yes. are street fighting. What yes, is they street sure fighting? Are street fighting. Oh, yeah. they sure I mean, are. I, I've like I've been obsessed with this episode title uh, from the beginning, ever since I first laid my eyes on it in the episode list, and I love that this. I think this is the one episode that has the same like english translated title like for both the dub and the sub i think they just both let it be called street fight i mean what else do you need you don't need anything else i love it it's great they Um, are street fighters they are street fighting (laughs) they're not street fighting yet though we still have a ways to go because first yes uh, Yuichiro has sent a communicate has communicated to his son, but not uh, but not 
physically or in real life or real time, whatever. Uh, he has sent him another email uh, with a thing. It is basically an attachment, uh, like a chip for him to download, which yeah. is kind of odd because, like, you know, the chips are physical and you go out and purchase them. So it's like... He just emailed the NFT that allows him to use it. Worst of all, his his message to his son, yeah. like Land gets all very excited. He's like, "Oh yeah, my father finally answered my email." Like, "Oh child," but he answers his email with one sentence. Yeah, use this battleship in a clever ruse. Okay. And you just, yeah, yeah no, giving him it, little hints won't even really be helpful or anything. Just, just... I also made that. No, <laughs> it's like gonna fucking just give your son this vague fucking hint instead of just like telling him outright this thing to know to be a good net battler fucker i mean i guess he wants him to grow on his own maybe or that's what he tells himself but i mean and there's like a theme of that throughout these pairs of episodes of like people who seem to know what Lan should do but won't tell him, expecting him to figure it out on his own, as if, like, that makes it more valid than if someone were to tell him the, the thing, but... Mm. No, no game facts here, I guess. No. I'll also... That's also, like, varieties. <laughs> that, that, that's a later note for me. Yeah, that's but... also a later note for me. We'll get back to this. Yeah. For now, though, uh, Lan gets another message, and it is from Glide, and he is in a darling tuxedo and come to let Land know that uh, him and his friends have been invited by Yai for a nice dinner out to celebrate their progress in the tournament so far at a nice fancy restaurant. And then the original, he greets them with bonjour. Oh, oh he does not in the dub. Oh, but speaking of dub versus sub, though, I, I want to know, um, did they give a name? to the restaurant in the original. Oh, yes, I did note that. Uh, yeah. They did, but I didn't note it down. Okay. Because in the dub, they say it is called Chez Snoute. Yeah, no, and I, that went over that. my head. Right. No, that, that went over my head as a kid, so I appreciated going back to that one now. Yeah, but so you're saying it was, it was well, definitely remember, not called that. In the original, it was the uh, Doremi restaurant. Oh, so they actually gave it a nice restaurant name instead of a joke. <laughs> I mean, doe a deer, female deer. Yeah. Um, but speak- oh, and also, uh, further on about differences between the two versions. Um, what is it that Dex originally says after receiving the invitation? Because in the dub- He's, like, going on about, like, saying how fancy food, like, makes his lips swell, but, like, while he's doing, like, the anime, the anime pout face. That is so weird. Uh, in the original, they were naming off everyone who was invited, and then, Sarani Dekao, meaning, oh, and also Dex. So, he was saying, he was making fun of it, like, oh, and also Dex, what's she doing putting me last? Well, I guess I'm glad in the dub that it's nicer to him oh hello cat hi dexy we have a guest another guest now um we'll see if he meows into the podcast <laughs> but uh 
Okay, so yeah, I also had a feeling that that was uh, an edit, so uh, glad to know I was right. Uh, so Lan goes out to go and meet his friends, and he runs into our favorite flower lesbian, Sal. And uh, mm -hmm. in the dub, he greets her with, how's it growing? Which I appreciate. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> she is playing quite the uh, wallflower, shall we say. Shrinking uh... violet. Because yes. she refuses to admit that she was the one who saved him the other day from Count Zap. She's like, no, I'm just a flower shop girl. Ah, I don't have any superpowers at all. Interesting, because that the dialogue is entirely different in the dub. Instead entirely. Because like, okay, still, okay. still went pretty strong on the whole, like, oh, no, I barely did anything. It was all you. Right, but, like, I think, I don't think Lan talked to her about, like, the the fight with Count Zap from before. Yeah, I don't really mentioned Skullman. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, he was talking about, yeah, his fight with Miu against Skullman, and sort of, like, th saying, like, oh, you helped me by, like, giving me good advice or whatever, and then she was just like, oh, no, you didn't need my advice, you did it all on your own. So that's interesting. That's weird because Lan comes away with from this talk with her being like, well, I guess it wasn't her then. Uh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. I like my reaction, like I typed it this like, oh, what a good and kind young man Lan is being right now. Yeah. <laughs> and definitely yeah, not that... egotistical. Yeah, exactly. Cause she like she like says, Oh, it's all you. And then he he's more suspicious about like, are you and me like you know, basically training me like subtly. And yeah, he's like, quite oh, astute no. in the dub. Yeah, exactly. Like he's smart almost for in this moment. Wow. Yeah. So that's interesting. I wonder why they changed that. Gained in translation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Sal gets into her truck because yeah. it's time to get out of there before he starts asking actual intelligent questions. Mm-hmm. And there's just a secret lesbian ninja appearance. Mew's yeah. right there in your car. Mew's just in the seat next to her, and she scares the shit out of poor Sal. <laughs> Nearly makes her lose control of her truck. And then Mew has a goal to hey, you better get your truck under control. It's bad driving. Yeah. Like, don't scare your girlfriend like that. Come on. And then Commander Beef is just in the bushes. Yeah, he's in the bushes that are packed in the back of the truck. <laughs> so he pops out and also nearly makes her uh, ha have an accident. <laughs> and if that wasn't enough... Oh, yes. No, 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 go ahead. I was just, I was gonna say, if that wasn't enough, uh, Beef presents uh, mental images downloaded from Mew's crystal ball. Yes, yes, I was wondering about how the Wi-Fi enabled crystal ball worked. Yeah! <laughs> it's the only thing enabled with Wi-Fi in this entire series. I guess so! Like, maybe, maybe they could just plug into it, but just... Just the fact that these visions could be condensed into a video file that could be shared. Right. Yeah, like he and he projects them from his helmet. And it's the just holographic like... fish. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so the images he's 
projecting are like you know uh predictions about a a virus a wave of viruses because i think they said something about like there's been 15 incidents just that morning yeah but yeah so that's so mayla looks cute yeah, Mayla looks oh, yeah, her real... outfit is adorable. Yeah, I I did also make that note. Mayla looks very cute. She's dressed nice for the nice restaurant, and so is Yai. And I also thought she looked cute. Yeah, her outfit really actually looks good on her. And yeah. I hate to say this, I hate to be mean, but it really complements her forehead well, and it makes <laughs> her look less weird. Yeah, her. Yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, because she also has her hair differently, and it's yeah, it's it's very it's nice. Better that way, yeah. with her hair all out and wavy like that. It's like, oh yeah, you should wear it like that every day. It looks so much better on you. Yeah, last, <laughs> um, Lan is going on about him being hungry for dinner, and Mega Man actually makes a comment like, "I'll never understand humans' fascination with food," and Lan is like, "Oh well." Yeah, that's because nat navvies can't eat, but they do later in later games. I, there, I remember that that's a thing. Oh, there's inconsistencies in Battle Network. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Surely you jest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's ever brought up in the anime itself, though, which is unfortunate because poor Hub also deserves to enjoy the delight of good digital food. He needs to get some digital coffee and chocolate like he does in the games. Exactly, that's it. <laughs> well, that's just coffee and chocolate. Hub on caffeine, what more do you need? Yeah. And, oh, there is one more lovely lady joining them for the <laughs> evening. Mari! Yeah, Miss Mari is here, and she's also adorably dressed up and just being very sweet. And Mesa also makes a surprise appearance, and Oh, he's actually like le- he's like being legitimately charming to her, like giving a nice romantic line, taking her hand, and then Higsby he- shows up to ruin everything. Yeah, Higsby's just I want him out of here because on top of everything else, Mesa looks really good in that tuxedo. Like he polishes yeah. up nice. He does. He polishes up nice, and like by now we know that Mesa is very respectable. He demands and deserves respect yeah, as a man. He does. Unlike and, you know, if he and Miss Mari get together, then that's one more generation of JoJo's coming down the pipe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did we tell Dav about that? No, we did not. Uh, so, would you like to do the honor since you were the one who watched the original? Okay, so, uh, Dav, in the original... When he's fighting, Mesa goes, ora, 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 ora. Oh, good. So he's I'm a JoJo. JoJo. <laughs> he, he's the uh, younger brother of Jolene because he got into the family business of marine biology. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it all makes sense. Just like Pop Pop. Yeah, just, just like Pop Pop. And then Sharkman <laughs> is his stand. It's just like that. Yeah. Anyway, so Kakyoin they get to the restaurant. Huh? I said Kakyoin laid a shark purse. No. <laughs> okay, that's right. I forgot that joke that we made too. 
Nope. Anyway, we get to this restaurant, and it's like a multi-story restaurant. Yeah, it looks like a mansion more than a restaurant. Yeah, like, I know, like, you know, sometimes restaurants are multi-story, but, like, it's diff- it looks much too big for a restaurant, but... It has five Michelin stars. Mm-hmm, I guess. And a lawyer foyer. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so they show up, and, um, the, you know, the manager lets Yai know that They've come earlier than their reservation is supposed to be. And Yai's like, oh, that's fine. You can see this early. Um, But turns out there's a reason that, you know, reservations work. Because someone is currently using the table that she has reserved and is still eating. And that person is, uh, for the first time, we are, in, we are given his full name. Chad Blaze. Yeah, uh, much less stupid in the original. Still kind of stupid. Yeah, it's it's a little, still a little bit stupid. And um, the restaurant manager also, or I don't remember who mentioned it, but I do. I just remember someone mentions that he, his father, is the head of another uh, game developer called blaze quest i think it was the uh guy who was greeting them because he was like oh yes like of course like yai's family is like a big patron of this place but we also have to be kind to shot because he's also a rich little 10 year old whose daddy is important yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's right and i'm um, sorry did you want us to refer to reserve the ayano koji room well i'm sorry but this man from blaze quest is here and he's also important so it's not just the ayano koji room yeah i got it like i feel so bad for this poor guy because he's just stuck in the middle of these two like self-important rich 10 year olds kind of going back and forth that ends with Chad saying like, "Oh yeah, I'm not. If you keep serving third class trash like this, and I won't come back, and also I won't give you a tip." So, one for Chad plays being an enemy of the working class. I I want to get into that, but like before we get into that, I just want to. I I I think it's worth noting that this guy's name is apparently Heimlich in the dub. (laughs) I missed that. Yeah, no, I'm glad. Yeah, no, it's, they kept calling him Heimlich. But yeah, so Chaz says that um, if they if this restaurant is going to serve third-rate game companies and third-rate net battlers, he is not his his father's company will not uh, give their patronage, and he will not give a tip. And yeah, this is the moment I am the most angry at Chaz. <laughs> And Lan is also angry, and I am I am telling Lan to punch this self-important 12-year-old. Yeah, no, rich he had his boy. fist raised in seconds, and he wasn't even yeah. going on about him. He was like, Don't you insult my friends like this? And I was yeah. like, Oh, Lan, you were being like really good this episode, and I yeah, appreciate that your fist is good. raised and ready to hit this kid. Yeah. I also like found it funny that like he ha- yeah like they have Chaud going on about like third rate net battlers and it's like bitch you wish you were Seto Kaiba you that's also my note that is also my note yes! oh, let's see. I, wrote... like, I don't know like the t- the co I don't know like if I don't know the timing of this 
versus dual monsters. If it was them like in like intentionally or not kind of trying to use Kaiba-ish lines, or if it's just or if that's just me like just associating that with Kaiba when it wasn't at all on purpose. But like, yeah, it feels like he's trying to be Kaiba and he fucking wishes he was. <laughs> What I wrote, like, verbatim here is he really is like Kaiba, but two feet shorter and without enough flair to really just go over the top with being a rich asshole. He's just a run-of-the-mill rich asshole. And, like, okay, and Seto Kaiba, he is a rich asshole, but, like, I, I, I genuinely ask, is there anything where he does something along the lines where he threatens to not tip the servicers at a restaurant he is dining at does he yeah, ever I believe he's mean to his own employees quite frequently so okay well fair enough i mean okay i want to know because i don't know I, I guess i i just respect seto kaiba so much more i assumed he was better than <laughs> that's fair but no he's also awful he's just fun and awful yeah he's he's definitely much more fun awful <laughs> he's awful and not 12 yeah he's all yeah yeah 16 but that's still not 12 16 i isn't he only 16 actually in dual monsters i have no idea what like year everybody in Yu-Gi-Oh is supposed to be in i i, I have a feeling he he's supposed to be still a teenager but yeah i know <laughs> Well, no, he, yeah, he's first introduced to him in, like, class with Yugi and everybody, so presumably a teenager, but anyway. Yeah. Oh, shit, right. <laughs> but yeah, that. So, so Lan uh, is very ready to fight Chad, and uh, Mesa also steps up to, like, try and be an adult, like, you know, like, fucking shut the fuck up, kid. Like, don't be disrespectful like that. Them's fighting words. Yeah, then, Mesa like, just gets in between them. He says, hey, 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 shut your face and listen to me. I don't care if your name is Ijuin or Uchujin. As long as I am wearing this apron, Mesa will... And then he gets yanked by security. Yeah, Ch- his Chad's little, like, fucking bodyguards, like, come in. And then they, like, basically, apparently, they have the power to make Mesa wash dishes at a restaurant that they are not employed under. They're not the restaurant's bodyguards. They are Chad's personal bodyguards, but somehow they have the power to make Mesa work, do work for the restaurant. Like, yeah, I guess don't. if you're, if you've got like two brick shit houses, you can physically make that happen, but it was bizarre. Yes. It is. <laughs> and yeah, so Uh-oh. that, so. Two notes. Yeah, Sorry. Two notes. Uh, first, uh, note there, Ijuin versus Uchujin. The translation is, you know, a play on his name sounding a lot like the word for an outer space alien. And more importantly, <laughs> more importantly, uh, yeah. they do bring up that he, in the original Japanese, he's not a game maker. He is a hardware maker. The company produces hardware. They make the consoles, I guess you could say consoles and other military equipment so he is kaiba what yeah <gasps> oh, military equipment <laughs> okay <laughs> quite a broad range there all right you know electronics in general i guess <laughs> hey, look you just gotta make the army also be an internet of things this will never backfire yeah fuck don't pay attention to battle network three it's fine it's fine <laughs> 
But yeah, so after that, uh, Chad leaves. Lan is obviously still fucking pissed at him, rightly so, and still like, don't fucking walk away, bitch. Go back, come back here and apologize. And like, Chad has the nerve to like start like trying to lay into Lan about like him not being good with Fowler. How like he he's like trying to say like you didn't really beat Torch Man. And, like, going on about, like, oh, if the battle had gone on for a few more rounds, you would have lost. Yeah, yeah. But no, he did, in fact, beat Torchman. The round did not go, or, I mean, the battle did not go for a few more rounds because Lan beat him at that round. That he so beat him. Weird. He beat him while in the, like, while having a heat stroke. Yeah, Legitimately. Like, fuck off, Lan! I'm so glad I'm alone right now, so I can be properly angry at this moment. That is a terrible translation, because in the original, he told him he was talking about his fight with Skullman instead, and he pointed out that he's a third-rate net battler because Miyu threw the match for him. Okay, you're Wow, you're right. That makes much more sense. That does make much more sense. That is definitely much more, like, worthy of criticism. And I guess, like, I don't know. I, I guess, like, they stopped reference. They didn't want to reference all the, like, make all these references to the fight with Miu, maybe? That's well, so no, weird, but though, I don't know. Because, that's like, weird. That's an actual thing that you could criticize as opposed to you couldn't have won against... No, he won against Match. He won against Match. Like, I mean, I'm guessing they wrote the part in the or the earlier part in the truck first, and then there's like, okay, we don't want to make everything be in response to the Skullman fight, so they just sort of threw that in there. But it is I, odd. Like, yeah, but it's thematic know. in these two episodes, the relationship with him and Miu and Skullman, though. Yeah, true. Yeah. That it, oh, that is just bizarre. Yeah, it's not the first instance we've seen of like the dub, like kind of not getting the theme of these like interactions as much but mm. adaptation and, is a burden yeah uh so at this point we ha what i said was we once again run into uh the problem that also exists in Yu-Gi-Oh where Lan should just fist fight him in the street he should just punch Lan in the street because this episode yeah, because this episode is called Street Fight after all. <laughs> and, like, it's all it's what we all want. I mean, look, yeah. They fight adjacent to the street. There's there's sort do of fight. street fighting. At one point Lan is even in the street. He is in the street. He's in the middle of a fucking crosswalk after like running around to like get in front of where Chad is walking <laughs> to yell at him. And, and in that moment, I thought a car was going to run Lan over. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were going to do that, but they don't. Lan just runs over to the other side of the crosswalk. And what I wanted, I wanted us to have that same joke, like in that Invader Zim episode, where they just like try to shout at each other across the street. <laughs> I mean, they basically are doing that. It's just not acknowledged as a joke. Yeah, the yeah. But God, the, the method of their net battling, though, is something I wanted to talk about for, like, lo the logistics of the show, as usual, oh, or please. bad shit. But yeah, yeah. They, they both just, they're both on opposite sides of the street, and they both just jack into the traffic light poles. Yes. 
Yes. That I guess are just available to be taken over by anyone in the public and which are yes. also linked yes. to every screen in a two block radius. Yes. The fucking thing about the traffic signals, like, yeah, we we've had that problem before in the episode that introduces Wacko Man. Oh yeah, typical. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But this, but yes, you are right. This time is unique because now suddenly, yes, their battle is just being projected on all these huge storefront skyscraper front greens all over the city like i guess through the whole block look if you fight outside the restaurant everyone will let you will get to see your ass be beat that is just the rules of net city freaking freaking den tech city baby oh <laughs> uh, so yeah uh mega man and and proto man are finally gonna fight so yes, uh, if you would like to get, or unless that was your point no. about how they fight. No, that was just like the background logistics. I just wanted to make sure we got to that. Yeah, no. Oh, battle network. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, they they start to fight, and you know we're finally getting some more action and dialogue from ProtoMan.exe. It's kind of fucking dull. His uh, his on, voice sounds I nice. His well, voice yeah, sounds David K, so of course he Yeah, of nice. course, yeah, yeah. David K certainly does the best performance from what he is given with, but here's the thing about protoman.exe, y'all. <laughs> He's kind of fucking boring. At least uh yeah. Like I wanted to say, like, I was I actually kind of appreciated that he was at least invested in wanting to fight Mega Man, because there's several points during that, that fight true. where you know. Like this he does, he doesn't want it to be over too fast, and then of course they do get interrupted in a bit by the whole wave of viruses that uh they that got predicted and everything. But yeah, he was, he was into it. He like True. I'm not sure if it was just like begrudging shown in respect for the rival, or if he's just so bored in his day to day that this is the only like interpersonal like time he gets but no he, he wanted to fight Mega Man and he was you're, taking it seriously that's true you know what you're right about that and i also did make a note of that uh, uh uh later on but yeah and you know what that is nice it's nice of him to whether like genuinely or not to take this fight seriously he he appears to appreciate this fight and you know that is at least respectful to Mega Man. Wow, that's nice. The dub sounds nice because he doesn't oh, give no. any of that in the original. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, but yeah. Uh, so as Steph said, their fight is interrupted by Bomb Man in the dub, not called Bomb Man for obvious reasons. Instead, he is called Blaster Man, and uh, we also get Stone Man. And his his uh net navy redesign is interesting and fun because he's, he's just, just a Minecraft block. I love him. He's a mine <laughs> yeah, he's like a Minecraft uh structure of brick shithouse blocks. So he he's starts fun. out as obsidian and then he turns into glazed terracotta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and I think I remember okay, I remember after like when they first show up, then like Melu Ma Yai and Miss Mari all find where Lan and Chad have run off to because it's obvious because their veil is projected everywhere. <laughs> Yai, of course, is all for Lan kicking the shit out of 
chawed in for the whole city to see and good for her but miss mari of course being the responsible teacher she is uh tells the boys that they need to stop this that it is dangerous and apparently also illegal for them to be projecting their battle on these screens like this i mean i'd believe that it's just that <laughs> the cybersecurity in this setting is woefully inadequate it's non-existent, but yeah, I, I also fully believe it would be illegal. It's just really funny to think you cannot trust firewalls. Only your fists will help you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it does but you know that kind of quickly starts stops mattering because viruses attack and things very quickly. Oh, yeah. yeah, things go out of fucking control. First, all these screens that their battle is on explode. Like sparks, millions Raining of shards glass. of glass. Yeah, yeah. The whole deal. And the, yeah, and like the the uh, anime, the anime obviously doesn't like show how much of like how big of a deal that would actually be in real life. But yeah, like that's a big fucking deal. And then they quickly, you know, go beyond that. Um, there's the power going out all over the city. Um, Unless oven explodes, they make sure they get that line in there real clear. Yeah. Uh, a water main breaks, so shit is quickly, like, falling apart in this city. It's bad, really fast. But, you know, luckily, Woodman and Skullman are quick to get into action. They, they are, are very... and they do wonderful little attack names, such as Suffer the Flames of Hell. I had a feeling... Oh, that. Yeah, <laughs> no, I had a feeling that... Uh, Skullman was delivering another line like that, but in the dub, he's just like, look at, look at me! Nothing up my sleeve! <laughs> so, you know. He's the Crypt Keeper. He's the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> and Woodman is just impaling, uh, viruses on giant wooden stakes without, you know, actually impaling them. But that's what he's doing, folks. Yeah. There's and then, no yeah. him. <laughs> and yeah and so this is the point this was the point i noticed where like yeah probably actually sounds legitimately angry to have had their fight uh interrupted by all these goddamn viruses so yeah you know that's true like i was also impressed that he shows an emotion here and oh god apparently chad said something that annoyed me but i don't remember my, my only like note was just shut up chad in all caps <laughs> I bet it's the uh, line that I copied down. If you don't oh. plug out of the battle, Rockman will just get in Blues's way, so get. That's, yeah, yeah, he that's, said something like that. Yep, yep, yep. That was it. So of it's course like, they don't do that. No, of course not, because Megan's pretty fucking good at fighting viruses too, and there's a lot of them, so it's only gonna help you if you have him there to help, asshole! They're such assholes. They really are. I mean, Proto is at least- I, I think he's a little more respectful. Oh, he's not know. nearly on the level of Chad as being an asshole. Most of the asshole comes from the, the NetOp here. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I just- I have a note here where it's like he's, like, having, like, almost a full emotion again, while kind of being a soon, I guess, yeah, trying to be like, yeah, Mega Man, get out of here, so, uh, you won't get in my way, or like, yeah, so you won't interfere. So I think and it was also no, it was like get out of here so I can fight these so I can get rid of these viruses quickly so we can get back to our fight. So like, you know, again, 
showing enthusiasm for their fight, which is much nicer, yes, than Chad is being. <laughs> and um, at this Program point, advance? yeah, Program, yeah, Program this, this is the thing that we've been hinting at this whole episode is Program Advance. Uh, Lan remembers the vague advice that his father gave him. He throws in the third sword because at this point, Mega Man was just dual wielding swords with for both hands, which was fun. <laughs> I gotta say, there's one thing that Chad says, which is, oh, yeah, using two swords? That's a neat trick. And I'm like, since when? Two he swords. Says anything... I, I don't a think he says anything like that. Using two so... No, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> what I did note, though, was that, you know, when Lan throws in the third sword and the program advance seems to be activating, I may note that Chad doesn't seem to know like what's going on there no, he doesn't uh, yeah and i'm like oh mr big shot matt Baller over here shouldn't you know what's going on he, he clearly is, does not seem to know like what a program advance is at all the only one who does is higsby i believe yeah, yeah. at first it's yeah like at the end we have higsby like telling Mega Man that what he almost did was a program advance but unfortunately it kind of like fizzles out before the before Mega Man can make his full attack, and it's like, oh, it's okay, baby. Sometimes this happens. Well, he he did weaken the, the oh yeah, they all the little viruses fused to a giant virus, but uh, that, Mega yeah. Man almost doing the program advance apparently weakened it enough for Proto Man to finish it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but before Mega Man finishes it, though, we have a cute shot of Lan and Mega Man looking very nervous as the giant uh, virus approaches, and they're like, oh, what should we do? But yeah, then, you know, Pro Man comes in, he bisects the thing, and then he says, like, you owe me for this, Mega Man. And, like, I guess, like, I, like, I was like, he owes you what? But I guess probably a, another fight. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Which is, you know, you know what? That's that's nice in in its way. He want he still wants to have his fight with Mega Man, and therefore so respects him as a sparring partner, which is nice of him. Um. So yeah, the viruses are busted. Blaster Man, Stone Man ret retreats. Uh, Wily goes on about um, yes, this new plan of his, where now he is looking for an ultimate net navi that he is sure is probably proto man or mega man it's one of these two but yeah now so he's pretty much seemingly forgotten about like the plan to wipe out or i don't know maybe this is part of it but for now it seems like his plan has shifted focus to find this ultimate net navi new plan adopt better children yeah I mean, fair. I mean, hey, at least he just picks his things up and keeps going. He does yeah. not ruminate on the past. Yeah. Yep, he, he is quick to adapt to new plans. And, yeah, Chod gloats some more, blah, blah, and, I, and I made a note how they even have him do, like, a stupid hair flip. Yep. Oh. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, you fucking animators, you knew, you were, you knew what you were fucking doing. You were making this, like, asshole rich boy for middle schoolers to crush on fuckers see, i just thought they were just trying to play up the just you know the anime asshole rival that everyone's supposed to hate 
I guess. I don't know. I guess Maybe. our experiences are not the same as our experiences. <laughs> we, we clearly we we are two different I, I people. Confess, yeah, we're different people. We interpret anime hair flips in different ways. <laughs> Fair enough. And yeah, and you know, in Chad's introductory ex- episode, I also add myself as being painfully heterosexual and admitting that, like, had I watched this show as a teenager, or I mean, you know, like as a kid, I would have absolutely had a crush on Chad. Oh, I'm so sorry. Sorry, oh. dude. I but, but I wouldn't have been alone. I can at least say that I've seen enough evidence from, uh, you know, childhood deviant art pages to know. <laughs> I would not have been alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, the um, next episode starts out with a little oh, wait, bit of a wait, flashback, wait, and it's mostly. Wait, 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 wait! I have to stop you, uh, just because I made one more note for the very end of the episode that uh, touches on something that Dev and I mentioned uh, before, because Ooh. after uh, Chad leaves. Higsby, yes, he Higsby is the one to approach Lan and actually tell him like what he almost did was the program advance, and Lan is like, "Hey, oh, how do I like make it work?" And he's like, "I don't know. I've, this is the first time I've ever seen it happen." And it's like, "Gee, it's too bad. Like we can't like look up things on the internet to know how to do fancy net battling techniques. Too bad. Like game facts doesn't exist on this fucking Why internet." Can you, like- Man, and it's so sad, because can you imagine the ASCII art that the stuff would get here if you could make a net navy do it? Oh, yes. Oh, man, it really like, is just sad. The, thing, the things that could be done on the, if, like, this internet worked like the actual internet sometimes. Can you imagine having a lightning-fast repository of all human knowledge? This mm. show can't. Nope. <laughs> Okay, uh, yes. Please go ahead with the beginning of the first episode, Scob. Last time on Battle Network, Chad was a little bitch, and we're just going to show it to you without any without any dialogue, nothing. Just just shots of him being a bitch. Well, in the in the dub, we do have dialogue. We have it is uh, narrated by Lan, and it's funny because like he's just like. He he's actually says like Chad was throwing all this attitude around. I had to fight him, and it's like you're right, Lan. You did have to fight him, <laughs> and you were right to do so. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. No, <laughs> he's right. Just, I'm I'm much more filled with anger towards Chad than I. I expected. think. I think. I think you're picking it up from me. I must have rubbed off on you at some point. Yeah, so I hope you're proud of me, Dad. <laughs> Almost stealing my thunder here, all, but uh, I'll appreciate oh, I'm it so nonetheless. Sorry. Oh, don't worry, we'll get to it more later. I'm we'll sure. get. To- yeah. Um. But yeah, after that little recap, uh, we are back on the floating island for the end oh, one the floating Grand Floating CG island. Yes, the C- yes, we get another shot of the CG island, and we also still have no idea how people travel to and from this floating island like normally. We just don't know. Maybe they use the same floating technology that the uh, fish do. Maybe, but like do the people like are they in vehicles? Do the people like stand on like 
floating like they escalator. They, they, they ride a whale shark up. <laughs> I have okay. a boring answer because in the games, it's just a normal boat is what they use usually. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I like whale sharks much better. Um, but I am anyway, with my theory that they only use their miraculous floating technology for the fish, and that's it. <laughs> it's very <laughs> on brand for the world of battle network so yeah everyone's back in the crowds back in the stands uh miss mari is there and luckily she gets to watch without mr higsby bothering her because now you know he's the second announcer um and at first he is yeah and yeah, in this we demonstrate how he he may be camera shy at first, but you just got him going on his passion about battle chips, and he's fine. And uh, meanwhile, Lex and Dan. Lex and Dan. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> we cut to Dex and Land who are training, and they're trying to perfect the program advance. Ah, oh, but to no avail. Yes, Lan is is hard at work doing the right thing. Um, now that he has stumbled upon this advanced technique, he is hard at work trying to practice and perfect his Daigo parry. Well, like I was that he was he also just had such a good attitude because in the dub at least, Dex was yeah. like, "Oh, I guess you just give up if you can't do it once." He's like, "No, we just have to keep trying and work for it." And I'm like, "Wow, yeah. Lan, you're being so emotionally mature about this. I'm yeah. so proud of yeah. you." Yeah. He is very good about it, and is also is kind of Dex, even though he, like, complains a little bit, it is still kind of him to, like, be there to offer this training to him, and is, of course, also kind of Gutsman to be there. Guts would and, do it even if he didn't ask. He's such a good boy. And in the dub, Gutsman makes a little Tarzan yell. That's I, cute. Yeah, I had to make a note of that, because I knew, like, that wouldn't be in the original. Then Miu comes oh. around and gives them the secret of it, or at least another hint towards it, that their breathing must be in sync. Reaching the true program advance is all about timing and becoming one between NetNavi and NetOp. Yes. Um, I, I just had a few other tiny notes. First of all, when uh, Lan is, you know, Lan... Another thing that Lan is also very smart about is that, like, not only is he like, oh, you gotta keep practicing, but he also makes a note that, like, oh, you gotta, you know, you gotta take breaks, you gotta recharge, like, rest and recharge and then get back at it. And it turns out that you actually have to charge battle chips. Thanks for reminding me of that. <laughs> yeah, that's so bizarre. Like, I do not remember that from when I watched this as a kid. I don't remember this ever coming up again, even. I, I, I definitely, I guarantee, I don't, like, I guarantee it never comes up again. Because, what the fuck? In what world would chips yeah, hold work on, Let me just way? bring my uh, Game Boy Advance cartridges to this built-in <laughs> thing on the wall so I can play it again. Like, fucking imagine, oh god, like, fucking imagine if I had to... Like, not only charge my Game Boy Advance, but I had to charge my Metroid Fusion cartridge every time I wanted to play it. I'd be and you infuriated. Can't home. You just have to go to this console and this yes. building and probably wait in line. It's it's a very good system, I'm sure. 
Yeah, I mean, although there's a lot of slots available in this console, and uh, yeah, no one seems to, no one else seems to be like needing to use it because well, just that's because everybody else is watching the tournament. I'm sure. Uh, I guess that I don't know. You think that like other people would be doing like lots of training be- between their battles, but uh, we didn't want to animate those people. Yeah. <laughs> And I also just had to make a little note that when Mew and Skullman arrive, Skullman uh, greets Hub by saying, Hiya, Slick. That's cute. That's cute. cute. I I enjoy Skullman's tub thing he's got going. Yeah. So yes, uh, Mew gives a more specific hint that the stupid secret to... uh, making the program advance work is synchronicity. I don't think she makes a note about having their breathing in sync. Necessarily. Like just everything in sync pretty much. So yeah. She might have guessed that, but it could have been glossed over. But that, yeah. that also brings another question about the logistics that I had is that, you know, oh, yes. obviously it's easy to get a read on what the net navi is doing, but how, how the hell does your little PET know what's going on with the net op? Can it scan your brain waves or something to make sure you are sufficiently in sync yeah. and it unlocks its secret capabilities? Yeah, that was another, th- yeah, you know, I, cause, yeah, I make a, a note of that, but that was also something puzzling me. It's like, yeah, how does a user and an electronic program be in sync. I know, like, it's just the, the fucking partner shonen action trope thing happening. Yeah, it's odder without the game context of, you know, them being brothers. Yeah! It's, but, I mean, you know, that being said, like, as obviously flawed as the, like, logistics of this idea is, uh, if you actually, like, think about it, I I do at least applaud this anime for, like, you know, working in this actual game mechanic into, uh, you know, uh, a, a shonen arc, a shonen trope, however you want to put it, uh, for the anime. So, yeah. Yeah, that is cool. And you might want to have to uh, put a little pin in the whole thing about being able to synchronize for yeah. a few seasons from now because yeah. it does become a major oh, yep. I remember. <laughs> um but oh before we get too far ahead, uh I I I also have to make sure that we speak of uh the fight that is happening while Lan is trying to train and that is the fight between Sharkman and Duffman <laughs> Oh, His name is Duff McWhalen! And he's right on Seth and Fed awake at Nagus' name! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sharkman is having a fight against Whaleman.exe, I guess, but like, it's just really funny because it's just like this, it's this big fucking whale, and like, he definitely reminds you of Duff McWhalen. And yeah, so he's just Duff McWhalen as lo- as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and I forgot that he happens, so just like have him there was uh, it was just the best surprise. It's great. And then Commander Beef, though, he's just toying with him. He's not yeah. even really fighting back. He's just having Sharkman, you know, run around and dodge for. I believe the the timer shows at least twenty minutes of him doing that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, and he is doing this as it turns out. Uh, it, it is to give Lan more time to train, which is very nice of him. 
although it, the training does not uh, give the results that Lan wants in time because, yeah, the uh, program advance attack still fizzles out before it can reach his target. Yeah. But yeah, but it's also absolutely just fucking with this guy. Like, waiting to, like, just imagine, like, it's like he waits to the last minute to just, like, crush this guy in seconds. He could have done it much sooner, but I think, one, he needed to get time for Land to train. Two, it was Duff McWhalen. Yeah. Let him have his moment in the spotlight, I suppose, before crushing huh. his dreams. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, oh, but I, I I I almost forgot to mention another note I had made of when Lan makes his last attempt to do the program advance at Skullman. Um I just made notes that as the attack heads towards Skullman, he reminded me of that picture of the guy smiling at the Coke bottle as it's careening <laughs> towards his face. <laughs> So yeah, that was that was fun. Um, but yeah, so uh, with Sharkman's battle concluded, it is Land's turn, and he's actually going to fight Magic Man. Um, cause yeah, Yahoot is still involved, even though he doesn't get like nearly as much of a spotlight for his turn to fight against Lan. Like he's just part of the tournament. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and all all of his comrades are there, like, in the stands, like, smirking, and, like, just seems like they're just waiting for him to have his turn at failure, too. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so the battle starts off, uh, you know, oddly enough, with Magic Man sending a snake virus to absorb Mega Man's electric attack. Because I guess that's what snakes, snake viruses do. Well, obviously, do. a rubber snake is a thing that exists, so all snakes can absorb electricity. It's uh, not makes sense. And they it was at this... That... Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. They point out that Yahoot had been spending his time studying how Lan likes to attack and learning all of his usual battle methods, and then had in advance prepared counterattacks for all of his battle chips using his virus summon ability. Oh, no, they don't like, yeah, they don't really make it seem like that in the dub. It kind of just seems like, you know, Yahoo is just confident in himself. Yeah, and then and I just remember, you know, Magic Man doing his rhyming stuff. I don't remember if that was also in the sub or if that is a dub only. Uh, I don't not. know about subs. I'm watching the Raws, but oh. no, I don't notice any rhyming per se. No. Oh uh, well, yeah, no, that's a good move on the dub because I enjoy his rhyming very much still. <laughs> and uh, you know, this at this point, I was like, oh, okay, like I, I was like a. I figured it was, like, about time for me to check out. Uh, but first it brings me back by having Magic Man say, I'll blow away Mega Man! Again? Again. This time it is Damn Magic no. Man who will blow everybody. God, that's two episodes in a row. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, Magic Man is actually doing pretty good against Mega Man, and Lan is like, we have no choice. We have to do the program advance. And I'm like, no, 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 honey, no. 
This is not the time for you to try out this uh, fancy maneuver that you haven't gotten the hang of yet. This is well, not like, the, well, the fucking time. The going to happen is it won't work. I just will just try. I know. But it's like, you know, look, just speaking of, from experience of someone who has tried to pull off, like, fancy fighting move combos just to try and flex and then fail <laughs> to, like, just embarrass myself further, like... I was just like, honey, no. <laughs> you felt the but, second time embarrassment. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he goes oh, He goes ahead and tries it anyway. And, you know, for the umpteenth time this episode, we use this footage of him, of Mega Man, doing the advanced sword swoosh. And, um, and it seems, okay, here's the thing, though. It seems like it doesn't work because it fizzles out, like it hits, it hits Magic Man, Man, but he acts like, oh, I didn't, was that supposed to sting? I didn't feel a thing. Oh, but like, good. yeah. But yeah, Hoot is still like, oh no, you have to jack out now. Well, there was visible damage, so something was going on. I don't remember if that gets explained later or not, but. It does not, because like, yeah, no, it's sort of just like. Like, Magic Man acts like he's totally fine, but, yeah, it se- it still seems like, no, it did hurt you. So, like, it seems like it kind of worked? Like, man, was, Yeah, it, it went off. It did some damage. Yahoo got legitimately flustered there. Yeah. So, yeah, he logs out. Uh, Lan is... Uh, Lan has his moment of, like, the crowd being stunned because, oh, was that a programmed advance? That's the first time I've seen it. So it's like, oh yeah, he hasn't mastered it, but he's like, get, but you know, he's getting the hang of it. He's like getting closer and closer, and he got oh, we to gotta ruin it. it though. We got to ruin yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. He... It turns out, Todd, even though he totally doesn't care about this third-rate net battler, was watching mm-hmm. in the shadows, leaning against the wall the yes. entire time. Yes. yes, as he's and... been doing with all of Land's fights. And he just shows up, and he just walks up to him right after. He's like, oh, you thought that was good? Like, I'll show you what a real program advances soon, or whatever. Yeah, like, because, yeah, seemingly, Chad has figured out the, the secret just from watching Lan do it that once. Um, I but, mean, presumably so, yeah. he had off-screen training time as well, but he also had no hints. My guess about how this works so easy for him is that Proto Man has so little personality, there's not much to think <laughs> with. <laughs> so it's just easy mode. Yeah. So yeah, like Charlie is just is here to outflex Lan, and he is pitted against our favorite Catboy Elecman, and it's just like, oh no, you just know, like the Elecman is gonna be, like, fucking destroyed, and That's it's a shame because Elecman deserves so much better. Because <laughs> like Chad clearly does not respect him. Pro Man also doesn't respect him. Uh, flashback for just one moment. Oh, yes, I'm sorry if I'm getting too Which is that there was a cute little thing during the Magic Man fight of Commander Beef Mesa finally getting some time with Mari all alone in the stands and they get to get to bond and she's like, oh, you were late. Where were you during the last match? It was a really good match. And that was, of course, his match. And then he's just, he blushes and he's so happy that she was worried about him and wondering where he was. It's true. That did happen. It was sweet, yeah. And I, also, yeah, during least... the eye catch oh. of the commercial break, 
Oh. The voiceover it is Ms. Mari saying, "Oh wow, Commander Beef is amazing. I wonder who he really that's is." That's really good. Yeah, Aww. no, I def- I much more support Miss Mari and <laughs> Mesa. Um. Oh right. Okay. So as the fight between Proto and Elect commences, Count Zap threw a line that I I enjoyed about like taunting Chob with like oh let's see if your baby blues can see in the dark uh because he's got a dirty trick against proto man now where basically he has i guess like another one of his dirigible things like outside can i take this one can i please take this one oh please he decides that it is in fact not time to get beyond thunderdome (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you i I would not have thought to make the joke, so thank you so much. So yeah, he has these these little, like, the things that are attached to Electman's back, he has physical versions of those, they're attached to balloons, and they just sort of go off and create an electrical grid around the dome, and this causes interference, making it so Cha's screen is filled with static as well as the display to the crowd wall. Captain Zack can still see just fine. So this is, that, is, that is it. Um, so, so, of course... Count Zap is feeling cocky, and so is Elect Man. And uh, this is another good line that gets thrown out in the dub. Uh, <laughs> Elect Man calls Proto Man pretty boy. Yeah. Pot kettle black. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly, because yes, he's, he, he too is a pretty little cat boy. And like, I like... I I thought this was a, a, a delightful trend I have seen of like multiple instances of Alekman's flirting with Proto Man's. No, I still say it was pretty boy derogatory. <laughs> <laughs> this was not Alec a powered up like, situation. Alekman's like, I'm a pretty boy respectful. You're a pretty boy derogatory. Precisely. And I couldn't. Oh, I need to ask you though, Dev. Um, because Count Zap calls Proto Man like a name. He calls him Proto something, and Proto-pon. I was Pawn. Sh- it was Proto Pawn. Okay. I remember because, like, yeah, that is pretty apt, ain't it? Well, okay. No, wait, wait. wait. Spell that. Use it in a sentence. Yeah, P A W N. Oh. Oh wow. Yeah, and he hit it right on the head with that one. Oh my god! Wow! <laughs> yeah, damn! So, uh, yeah, um, I guess, uh, do we want to get into that now that this very apt burn has been thrown, or do we still want to get through the rest of the episode before get we get- the rest of the episode. Okay. Get everything out of the way before we, uh, get into right, that. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Alright, so, they yeah. Fighting, Chod- fighting, fighting. Something, Chod something, is a- something. Chaud is a fuck, and he immediately outflexes land by doing a perfect uh, program advance. Now, I feel like at this point, some dub censorship must have oh, happened. Yeah, because we see a few pieces of Electman on the floor, and that is it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cut. yeah also, we don't get there. We don't get to see Proto Man like even swing his program advance sword. He like starts to glow, but the, and then it seems like Count Zap has to shield himself, or like Black Man has to shield himself. Yeah, and then yes, there is a sun cut to just pieces of Alec Man. So Scob, I am dying to know 
What is it that happens, actually? Just gets, you know, just, just, you know, he just gets turned into an ex-parrot. What? You know, you know, the, the program advance comes and it's just violent. It, what? Is it not it's violent? Just, it's violent. It's just violent. <laughs> well, what's more? I need to know what's more violent. What made this need censorship? I need to know. I missed that. I crave violence. I need to know what violence I had missed. I was forced to miss out on. Look, you're not allowed to go revengeance on your opponent in a children's show, okay? Fair Is enough. that really how it goes? Like, he, Proman swings the sword and it's just like a million cuts to poor Lechman and he's just, le and then just those pieces are left? Yeah, like, pretty much. Damn. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, because at that point I was like, when I saw the pieces, I was like, oh yeah, this wasn't just weird editing. This was, this, <laughs> we had some censorship. <laughs> Something terrible happened to a black man. <laughs> and all Hub can say is, what amazing destructive power. Yeah. Look, he's 11. He's living for this kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. No, but, but he sounds scared. Oh. Oh. But yeah, um, and that's pretty much uh, the end. That's pretty much oh. our ending note for the episode. Oh, because they oh, believe, yeah. oh, what was it? Actually, was it at the end of this, or was it at after Lan's fight where Cho just makes sure to show up while he's talking with, like, the gang back in the stands and everything? He might have. I actually don't remember. I didn't make any notes of anything Maybe after. that was earlier then. So, yeah, I guess that's that's basically the app. Yeah. Um, and, and, okay, uh, any note, any parting words for just the end of the episode before we get to the real, uh, the, the, the real meat here? Yeah, I just have one little thing, which is yes. while they're during the blackout, Count Zab goes and does a, some sort of electric attack, and then Chod plays the uh, shield card, and it's like, he says, how did you see my attack when you couldn't oh, yeah. see anything? Like, bitch, you, you did an attack and he played defense. It's it's not rocket science. <laughs> yeah! True, that was also something I thought of. I just didn't make a note of it. Like, yeah, I mean, that's just look, sort we of have, like... We have to find some way to make this look really cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, so those are our episodes for this week. And uh, now that we have really finally gotten to see more of Chod and Proto Man's, quote, characters... <laughs> It is time we get into the the, the big reason uh, that you are here, Dav. So, Duff McWhalen. <laughs> Duff McWhalen. Duff McWhalen and to rate this proto-man. Yeah, we are... It, it is time we appraise this proto-man and talk about the flaws with him. I, I will say that, you know, it's been a few years since I wrote that big old post, and I wanted to come into this as fresh as possible and mm -hmm. judge him on his own merits as much as one can do. It's, right. And so I was wondering, like, is my distaste for this proto-man just, you know, basically me G1-ing it and because uh -huh. I have such an attachment, or is this just bad? Uh -huh. and, and I, what, 
I mean, I still, my personal uh, outcome was that yes, I personally hate it, but I think objectively, it's just such a weird choice to have made, because yeah, like they should have gone with zero, because clearly that's what they wanted. Yeah. They wanted their yeah. sword wielding cool guy super cop with long hair who starts off stronger than the protagonist that yeah. was then surpassed later, and that is zero to a T. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That that is the problem with protoman.exe is that they make him serve the role of zero instead and, and yeah and no just and i feel like protoman lends himself really well at least like classic protoman to certain things that they use a lot of in battle network cuz like like i said we this is what i meant when we were going to come back to the whole giving vague hints and stuff is that battle network and especially the anime is full of people just sort of like dispensing the sort of help to nudge lan along in mega man and that's, you know, what Proto-Man does in the later games of Classic, very much. Yeah. Like, it'd be so nice if, like, Proto-Man.exe did that! It would have I mean, been... Sorry, Scott. No, I was about to say something very stupid. Go on. <laughs> uh, no, and then, beyond that, and we also have the introduction of Rogue Navvies with no operator, which I feel like also would have been an easy thing. But, I mean, yeah. I, I do think it's interesting that they gave that to base, so I'm not too upset about that but it, there's still like plenty of other bosses that are in the undernet in the post game are not clear if they have net ops at all right so that's also um, an angle they could have explored and yeah then the other thing that he also could have done is just battle network the games are full of just extra bonus fights like mm -hmm. post game but and also just in the game uh more normally with mr famous and his navvies every game mm -hmm. so yeah i don't know it just would have lent himself so well to any of those, and I and I think they should have done that. Yeah, it's Protoman.exe is always it. It's definitely the weirdest set of choices made between um, by translating the characters of the classic verse into this new uh, alternate universe. Because yeah, like yes. Yeah, like, on paper, it makes sense to say, like, oh, we need our cool guy rival for uh -huh. Mega Man. Yeah. Let's make it be Proto Man. That makes perfect sense, but... Exactly. You can't make Proto Man a cop. Come on. Yeah, yeah like, not only just, like, being a cop, but, like, being... A as... cop with no personality. He has, <laughs> or at least yes, little at, at least... In, oh, yeah, but it's very... He still has very less personality. Very clearly not having the thing that makes him so special in the classic games and make him so memorable and so well-liked despite, like, you know, not having such a big role in them, like, as it went on. He is still very much beloved, like, to the end. And, like, it seems as though when they were making him in Battle Network, they kind of forgot what people love about him so much because yeah obviously it's not the anime's fault that he's like zero this was how he was designed to be in the games and yeah and it's weird because you absolutely could have him be the cool guy rival for lan and Mega Man, but you didn't have to sap his personality in the process because as mr zap so aptly put it he is a pawn to chod yeah, to this, like, 11-year-old bratty rich kid. From... And it's, yeah. It's so weird. And Scott, it's did you weird. have any thoughts on this? Because I feel like we've been dominating a bit. 
I yeah. only have one thought here, uh -huh. which is that when you take into appreciation how much the games really go into the backstory of this the horribly designed world <laughs> on purpose, like they go into on purpose how it has its flaws deep within it, you would think that a proto-man-like character being the first NetNavi or a very early responsible NetNavi would have been a really good thing to have as a proto-man. Now they give that sort of to base. But I don't see why we couldn't have had both. Because you know, there's definitely room yeah. for both in that niche. Yep, yeah. absolutely. It's um, just such a shame. It really and... is, because he could have been there, and he would have fit thematically so very well into the games in that role of something that which is lost and forgotten instead yeah, like... of never being known. Like, base is just never known, but Proto Man could have been forgotten, and that would have hurt. Yeah. <laughs> And like they're and going into the history with uh Dr. Leighton Wiley's like previous work and like and just discovering all of the the things that got built into the old internet as it were. He mm -hmm. could have been put in there anywhere, like even in oh geez, I think I'm thinking of five. It is is it that they go into like the old version of ACDC town? Oh yeah. Like, it could have been stored there. Like, I don't know. There there were so many good opportunities. Yeah, there's definitely much better <laughs> angles we could have gotten. And like it it is a little bit better when we get when we finally get a little bit of backstory between like the relationship of Chaud and Proto Man. Like I I like that portion, but it comes so late. We we're not gonna like really learn much about Proto Man and and yes, and his relationship with Chaud, like why they are like this like, you know, super good team until like the later part of season two and even then nothing about it is particularly proto-man just call it zero it's fine mm -hmm. yeah yeah call it yeah it and and obviously the thing that makes it most bizarre is that there is zero dot exe in no, one of the games yeah we, like so they made zero.exe a thing anyway but it's like yeah like i get it bitches love zero like oh is the, is the love for proto man like something that really came like so much later in mega man's no existence? i don't I think so. so so it's just a weird choice yeah <sighs> yeah um but yeah, um, so I, I am glad we could at least finally get all of these pent-up feelings about these two off, off my chest. And I was glad that we could have you here to get into it as, yeah, as a, an appraiser of Proman's, an expert who could look at this one and say, nah, not worth much. Yeah, I do just feel like, you know, the guy that gets called in on, like, the pawn shop shows, like, oh, we need a guy who knows this. Bring That's a dab. True. <laughs> yeah. But we, we love and treasure you for that, because there is no one else who could have possibly given us the best pro-man takes. Mm-hmm. That is, that is high praise, dang. Yeah, well, you deserve it. You are the proto-man expert. And I still say, you can't make proto-man a cop. You can't, you yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. <laughs> but, 
but it is what it is. This is what we have to work with. Um, it's disappointing for what we know he is supposed to be. Like, if it was any other thing other than protoman.exe, like, uh, yeah, uh, obviously, if it was just zero.exe, would have been fine, I guess. Wait, but... imagine if Colonel had been no way Colonel's still a cop. Yeah, Colonel's very much a Maverick Gunner. Okay, okay. Look. I was just thinking, like, you know, since Colonel was an early military application from the before net yeah. in EXB, that could have been Proto Man, but no, he's still too much of a cop to be Proto Man. Yeah, no, too military. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we've hinted a lot of things that are going to happen later on in this season of the anime and much farther beyond. But I think that is a good wrapping point uh on on our discussion of these characters and what could have been what should have been etc uh, any any parting words for from the both of you craig leave well okay you're gonna say if we're gonna say thing, i have to say the thing i have to say the thing that is podcast man logging out Ha, 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 ha.